Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, April 30th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Amazon's first quarter earnings blew through expectations. Apple also hit new highs this week, and we'll look at the iPhone's role in that. A big cryptocurrency exchange called Binance is in trouble with German regulators. And we'll look at the Biden administration's experiment with child allowance checks. Researchers at Columbia University have said that it will actually cut child poverty by about 50%. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Amazon said its first quarter profits more than tripled to $8.1 billion. Driving earnings were deliveries, cloud services, and its advertising business, which itself had revenues of nearly $7 billion. Almost half of Amazon's operating income came from the company's cloud services division. That received a boost from the shift to working from home. Amazon shares rose nearly 3% in after-hours trading on Thursday. Apple also came out with red-hot first-quarter earnings this week. The world's most valuable publicly listed company recorded double-digit growth. A lot of that came from iPhone sales, both in China and in the U.S. Our Lex columnist Elaine Moore has some thoughts on this. Elaine, let's start with the numbers. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah, I don't even know if there are superlatives enough to describe it. Sales are up 54% in this quarter compared to the same quarter last year. And you think about the fact that Apple is the biggest company in US markets. So this isn't some small startup that's racing ahead and got a new product and putting all of its money towards growth. This is a $2.2 trillion company that in one quarter of sales reported 54% growth. It's just astonishing. It's outpaced Facebook, Microsoft, Alphabet. And those companies have also reported reported incredible numbers for the last quarter. What was it about the iPhone that really drove these sales? It's a new model. So it's 5G, these whizzy, super fast connected hardware sales that have happened in the last few months. And this is particularly popular in China, where we saw Apple sales go up 84% in the last quarter. 5G is not available everywhere. And as it rolls out, then perhaps these sales will continue to increase. But this is the thing that's really supercharged sales. And it's interesting because for quite a long time, people, including me, have written slightly gloomy things saying, well, look, Apple is very reliant on iPhones, too reliant on iPhones, has to have some other product to keep it going. But there we go. If if it comes out with the kind of phone that people keep wanting to buy, these phones are, are pricey as well, then this is what happens to sales. They just rock it. So not just Apple, but Amazon and other big tech companies also had astonishing earnings reports this week. What does that tell you about the sector as a whole? It tells me that the that big tech is bigger than ever. And investors love this, as you would expect. Regulators, I would think, would look at this and be aghast because they have been talking for a long time in the US, in the EU, in a variety of places about all of the things that they're planning to do and all the ways that they are going to take a, a hard line against tech. And If you have a set of earnings like this set, I think that's pretty good proof that profits and sales in this industry are running so much faster than the pace of regulatory efforts to constrain the sector. Elaine Moore writes for our Lex column. Thanks, Elaine. Thank you. One of the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchanges, 
Binance is in hot water with German regulators because of its trading in stock tokens. To figure out what's going on here, I'm joined by the FT's markets editor, Katie Martin. Katie, can you explain what exactly Binance has done here to get itself in, in this kind of trouble? So cryptocurrencies are largely unregulated. People want to buy them. It's a flat out bet on the value of them going up. And regulators like the Financial Conduct Authority in the UK have repeatedly made it clear that if you want to buy them, it's a free country, but you should be prepared for the possibility of losing all of your money. Where this has gone a little bit pear-shaped for Binance is that it's got into a tangle with the German regulator over its launch of what it calls stock tokens, which it said represent a share in a stock corporation. So instead of trading shares through normal kind of highly regulated stocks brokers, you can trade little fractions of those shares, just a handful of them through products that are on the Binance site. And this has made a few regulators kind of think, hmm, I'm not entirely sure about that because this is a very heavily regulated industry. Is there actually more risk in trading through Binance than through a broker? Um, Not necessarily. And these things are very new. So it's difficult to say exactly how they would perform over time. So we're talking about just a few shares here. So what Binance has done is said that as long as you're not in China or the US or Turkey, you can buy tokens that represent a slice of these stocks, as I say, at at a fraction of the full price. So what is Bothan worried about here, Kitty? Strictly speaking, to trade these sorts of instruments, if they become what we would normally term securities in Germany, then it needs to come with a whole bunch of documentation and regulation. And you have to make disclosures about the companies whose stocks are getting traded on the platform. And it doesn't appear Binance has got exactly that sort of documentation. Even after we reported recently that regulators were starting to sniff around, Binance added Apple to its quite short list of stocks that are on offer. So it doesn't appear at this stage to be immediately deterred. But now this warning has landed from Baffin, the German regulator, and there are potential fines and penalties that it can impose if it decides that these definitely do represent securities and that the right documentation is definitely not there. So Kitty, has Binance responded at all to to this? Uh, Have they reacted? Have they pulled back? What's going on on their end? Um, Not yet, but there is a broker in Germany that's involved in the kind of back end of the processing of these trades that has said that we, we don't think we're doing anything wrong. These tokens aren't transferable in the same way as shares. So we don't think that anyone has to produce this sort of documentation to go along with the trading. So this might be shot down and all kind of, you know, get forgotten pretty quickly, or it really might be a moment where the regulators say, This is the point at which we believe this has gone too far. Once you start dabbling in regulated asset markets, then you really have to step up. Katie Martin is the FT's markets editor. President Joe Biden's latest effort to expand the social safety net is called the American Families Act. He announced details of the plan on Wednesday. But another program for children is already underway. The $1.9 trillion stimulus package passed earlier this year includes a plan for child allowance checks, and they'll start going out this summer. The FT's Taylor Nicole Rogers has been looking into this, and she joins me now. Hi, Taylor. Hi. So... If I understand this right, starting in July, millions of parents will receive monthly checks of up to 300 bucks for each child under six and $250 for those under age 18. 
Who gets them and what's the thinking behind this plan? Pretty much everyone will get them, actually, unless you are a very high earner. The thinking behind this is that it will keep children out of poverty, and researchers at Columbia University have said that it will actually cut child poverty by about 50% by allowing parents to access it in cash month to month. The hope is that it will help pay for food, for childcare, for whatever expenses you may have. So how is this different from right now where the main support for the poorest Americans is the earned income tax credit? What does this plan do that's different? Well, I think the biggest difference is that this credit is now going to be what we call fully refundable. So for most of our social safety net programs before, you know, Biden tried to revolutionize them all, you had to have a certain amount of income. You had to be able to file taxes and then the tax credits were taken off of your tax bill. Therefore, if you were unemployed or you had very few wages, you didn't benefit from the credits at all. And President Biden is trying to change that. What do critics say about this plan? The fear here is that we have gone back to the safety net program that we had before the welfare reforms during the Clinton era. You know, back then you could qualify for benefits regardless of whether or not you're working. And since then, the work requirements have become the hallmarks of the American welfare program. The fear is that we'll We will go back to a time when people are seeing parents who are living off of the tax credit instead of working. But, you know, research shows that it's not enough money to make that a case. As you said, it's going to be about $300 per child. And, you know, a lot of people say there's no way that that's going to stop people from working. So we should mention this is an experiment. It's going to start in July and the checks will stop at the end of the year. Why is it so short term and could it be extended and what would need to happen for it to be extended? Right now, this program is a part of the president's most recent stimulus package, so it will run out in December. But Democrats have made it very clear that they intend to extend this program permanently. The president has included this in the family's plan that he announced at the State of the Union, and they're going to try really hard to make it permanent. But, you know, with everything else in that package, it's subject to you know a lot of discussion, a lot of compromise to try to get it into law. Taylor Nicole Rogers is the FT's race inequalities correspondent. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help from Gavin Coleman and Michael Bruning. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.